Welcome into the Pits and Peril podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kramer. Regular season is over. We are entering in the playoffs and to uh, help break it down from a neutral point of view, we've got Mr. Alex Holden, uh, first time on the pod since having his child, I believe. Is that correct? Oh, that's correct. Uh, so how's uh, how's dad life? Dude, dad life's amazing, man. Uh, Charlie's 5-0 and as a Niners fan. We're kicking butt there. Uh, you know, we'll get into it here, but man, this fantasy fantasy football season was tough news for team Holden here, but, uh, no, Charlie, Charlie's watching all the games, daddy, we're having a good time. It's, uh, it's really an amazing experience. Okay. Well, I was talking to Cappy the other day and he was telling me he's getting about five and a half hours of sleep a night. So it's better than he had anticipated. Where are you on that, uh, sleep per night? Oh, I'm in the six to seven hour range. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I, uh, no, man, the way it works is, you know, I, Brittany is taking care of the kid a lot. I am too, but there's certain things that us guys can't do late night and, uh, I do everything else. Right. So all the dishes, all the, all the groceries, all the uh, laundry, just cleaning up the apartment. Generally, I'm also working, um, starting working again from paternity. So, uh, you know, luckily I've got a wife that allows me to sleep a little bit, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm told I have it pretty easy. <laughs> okay. So wait, you are not on paternity leave right now. Um, I was on paternity for, you know, three weeks for sure. Checking some email. Now I'm kind of 60, 70% on. So, um, you know, I'm in a young startup, man. So, uh, we're, I thought we're you were at visa. No, I left visa earlier this year. Uh, okay. Side side conversation, guys. Sorry, but yeah, no, I uh, joined a, a sport tech startup in July, and uh, it's been it's been really awesome. Yeah, so yeah. Startup, or it's like Cappy too. He's self employed, so it's like he has paternity leave, but not like full paternity leave. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. So cool. Sweet. You want you want to get rolling? Yeah. Uh, well, I thought we were rolling. It's always nice to you know do a little niceties. Um, what do you think of my butt? What um I actually didn't watch the video the full I got a gist of it and I turned it off because I didn't care that much so I hold hope on one second I gotta say my cleaning lady. Sorry about that I had to run off and pay the cleaning lady. Um oh then you missed my butt at the end I walk into the water and give you a nice uh nice moon. Yeah Todd you know there's a reason it's why the you best get part get in the league you know like. <laughs> You know, having a one month old baby, I've learned like a whole lot about what's a whole lot of shit look like, because that's primarily what they do. But man, there's a reason why you get an equal amount of one month old baby shit too. So uh, I hope that's the answer you're looking for. Not exactly. I was hoping, you know, you say it was nice and firm, but I'll take it. Um, Come work out with me. We'll get a leg day in. I'll I'll make it where you want to (laughs) go. There we go. Uh, so give me the breakdown of your team. What happened this year to the the Dukies? Yeah, there's two primary problems, one of which I knew right when I drafted the team. Um, I I knew I made a couple of mistakes um, just drafting generally. I wasn't as disciplined as I normally am. Um, what that got me was a roster where I thought I had, you know, the key guys, but ultimately that second level guy, right? We can't all you know, draft nothing but Christian McCaffrey's, right? The second level guys, you know, to me, I could have gotten better players, right? So there were just certain guys, right? Like Alex Getting better players is always a good, good strategy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about value, right? I'll give you an example. Um, Joe Mixon was my back, like one of my like backup running backs I wanted to get. Joe Mixon was put up to auction before a guy I really wanted, who was Austin Eckler. Joe Mixon, I got for 27, uh, 27 Bitcoin, which I thought was a great deal. But then Austin Eckler went for 30. So, you know, in that draft, there was things like that where, you know, I think all of us have to make decisions on who we really want, no matter what. I had other guys prioritized who I actually primarily got. Um, or, you know, do you want to risk it? In that, that particular instance, I didn't want to risk it. Then you also have guys that, you know, like Alex Madison, Damian Pierce, guys that like by no means were like top players of mine. But I thought, oh, you know what? Like, you know, I'm going to get a value. Alex Madison, I got early in the draft, thought that was a good value, but that was really a poor strategy on my end. And ultimately you asked what happened to my team. There's really two things. So right at the draft, um, I didn't get even baseline performance from what should have been a second tier player, right? If I had a 10 point a week, Alex Madison, 10 point a week, Damian Pierce, it would have been a better team. It would have, you know, the floor would have been much higher. Um, but then ultimately the other thing that happened, which um, screwed me throughout my fantasy season overall is the Bengals. You know, I, I honestly thought the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl this year. I thought the Niners would play the Bengals in the Super Bowl this year. I thought Joe Burrow was going to be an MVP caliber player with Jamar Chase having his first truly healthy year, which ironically he has. And um, that's why I invested so much. So when you put your eggs in the one basket and then you, of course, you got the guy, uh, you know, really leading the ship, go down, will have, you know, really be injured for most of the season when he started. And then of course goes down um, officially, uh, it just puts you in a bad place. So that, you know, I won't get too more detail. I don't want to waste too much time on this, but, uh, you know, the, the, these are, these are, I think a lot of fixable things as well as fantasy football. Sometimes it's just shit luck, you know? Yeah. I think your running back situation was a little rough this year. It was for a lot of people and that Damian Pierce, Madison, that entire tier of running backs was just absolute dog shit. I mean, you had Cam Akers in there, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, uh, my guy, J.K. Dobbins, Madison. Like, you wouldn't be happy with any of those guys. I think what really happened with running back this year was waivers were super important. Yeah. And so that led to my in-season problem, which is uh, such a fantasy football no-no, and I knew it, but it's impossible to decide. And that is the ad drop fallacy it's you have guys like Damian Pierce and you know in the first four weeks of the season you're seeing that he's not performing well but are you going to drop him yeah and then right else is going to so, start him against you and you know yeah but, but you don't know is it a slow start to the season which happens all the time right so what I also happened was that I just had a really full bench that I wasn't willing to drop guys at certain times, which then of course made me miss out and being open to certain, um, picking up certain players out of fear of dropping another player. Right. So, you know, look, lots of, lots to learn. You know, I think that number one in the draft, you know, you gotta be disciplined. You gotta know who you want and you gotta be really clear on how much you want to spend on whoever, you know, number two, shit luck, it happens, but with the, fixing the draft piece, you'll be in a better situation to overcome that. 
And then number three, it's just, you know, you got to be willing to drop players on your bench early on. Right. Like I decided, you know, that first week when I got Puga, I was inches away from putting a equally high bid on Kyron Williams. I was. And that was I, great. Yeah. And I, cause I saw it, I was like, all right, here's the guy. Like that's how Sean McVay prefers to run his offense. But I didn't, and the reason why I didn't was because I wanted to give a chance to Madison and Damian Pierce, and I couldn't draft any of them, right? And these are things that I know everyone has these stories with their relative rosters and players at some point over the past number of years. But um, these are just like, you know, fantasy 101 lessons that I just broke. And sure enough, I didn't get my pits waxed this year, thank God. But, uh, you know, not making the playoffs is deeply upsetting for my family. We're all very hungry right now, you know? Yeah, I was going to say that even though it wasn't your season, you did come on strong at the end to avoid getting your pits waxed, which is obviously important. Um, Okay, and then just so I can kind of gauge your level of how how close attention you are still paying, and I don't want to touch too much on this because it's a big no-no in fantasy football, but uh, are you in the playoffs in your other league? I know you play in one other league. Yeah, um, I'm in playoffs for two out of my four leagues this year okay sweet. so you're still you're still engaged yeah. I, I typically like to keep to three leagues a year um but what happens is i get in these work leagues that i'm like obligated to play in so it's like i don't want it i don't dedicate much time to it but it's still it still takes focus away from fantasy times as well as confuses you a little bit on rosters to to like not be super dialed in on those exact moves so i'm probably going to make a change with that next year in full training. but at least you're still engaged so you're still paying attention so what do you uh well before we get into monday night on sunday i was flying back from california to uh mexico and obviously huge game big implications i needed to beat bill or have frank or wally win um and I'm on the plane for five hours during crunch time. And I, it's just too much to deal with. So I go, you know, I'm just going to see if I can like turn on the in-flight Wi-Fi, not pay for it uh, and see if like it will update the scores. And sure enough, as soon as you log in, the scores would update and then it would stop updating. So I spent like every 15 minutes on the flight, logging out of the Wi-Fi, logging back in and seeing my my scores, but it just, my wife was like, you're such a junkie. You're such a junkie. You, you should have paid the $8 to get the Wi-Fi, my friend. But I was like, there's no difference. Like, I'm not going to watch the scores real time. So I was like, this is good enough. I'll just, you know, periodically check and go from there. But then we had Monday night and a Hanukkah miracle happened for me. Big pick six by the Miami defense to open the game, to give me a nice cushion and then from there, Bill just kept reeling me in with those Saquon runs. And uh, I eventually ended up pulling off the win by less than a point. I think it was like 0. 0.77 or 0. 0.78 points. Um, I, I uh, One of my other leagues, I had the same deal with Derrick Henry. He he pulled me out. So I think that I think that singular Monday night football game this year is going to go down as one of the most impactful oh, singular yeah. games this season for players. Like I have a feeling there's a number of dudes in this country that are talking about that game and will continue to talk about that game for well, those two games two games well yeah that monday night that party yeah. that, that monday night and then ace had a chance for a hanukkah miracle 
because Miami was driving down the field to close the game. And if he would have just hit any field goal, whether it be from two yards out or 50 yards out, all he needed was three points. Tua could not get it done. And Twiz, with his terrible points for total, somehow sneaked into the second seed and got a bye. Yeah, we'll get into playoffs and projections here, but um, that's shit luck, man. (laughs) You know, that's why this game freaking drives us all nuts. Like, you can't get three points in that situation from a guy that's in MVP contention. Like, come on, right? It's uh, it's painful. And, you know, I watched that game a lot. Um, It was, you know, Tennessee hasn't had, you know, for non for real football, Tennessee hasn't had a horrible defense this year for the most part, you know, like they've had a good run team, like they play physical. It's Mike Rabel coach defense. So you, you, you know, these guys aren't rolling over and dying, you know, like the Rams or the Cardinals or whoever scum team they are. Right. So those teams are good. And then you get that, what the, the Will Levi's dude who, you know, is just a young, young, young gunslinging quarterback. You know, you got DeAndre Hopkins who doesn't, who has functioning hamstrings right now. So he's a problem. And you got a running game of Derrick Henry, who's, you know, he's not getting the yards, but he's pounding the other defensive lines and just wearing them down. And then you complement that with what Tasha Spears, who is explosive, right? Like it's not, you know, it's the NFL. It's really hard to win. I get why they don't have a great record, but you know, that's not, this, this net team has never been a pushover team this year. So for Miami to totally get, you know, they didn't get crushed. I mean, that the last four minutes of that game was epic, but you know, that definitely is an outcome that they choked. Yeah. They choked. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. Uh, so, I mean, so much on the line at the end. Nikki getting his pits waxed. He's he's pretty upset about it. You know, Nikki's got a great life. And we we're I was talking about it. He's like, you know, life's good. Happy marriage. Love my kids. Everything's great. I'm just so disappointed, though, just from this one portion of my life. So it just goes to show you, fantasy really is a uh, – a mood swing generator. Be careful. It might be our worst nightmare that Nikki's getting his pit waxed because that dude doesn't forget things, you know? Oh yeah. So there's going to be one guy coming in hot next year. Like I'm just putting it up as Nikki being a top two seed in the league league (laughs) next year, because you know, he's not going to let this happen again. I told him to get his quants on it. Just be like, you have people working on you. There's, massive publicly available data on the NFL, like just have them develop some sort of algorithm and, you know, you can base it on past year's draft values and just have them put together a a draft strategy for you. Look, it's unclear what Nikki actually does for a living anymore. I mean, I know he travels a lot, but like, I'm not sure what he actually does. So, you know, for all we know, he's still telling his wife and kids he has a job. You know, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot of questions here that, that are left unanswered. And Well, he did you know, have his assistant make our uh, marmot jackets, which was pretty sweet. So that was pretty sweet. But that was what, two years ago? That was two years ago. Yeah. Lock and change. Okay, well, let's uh, let's jump into. I mean, waivers were pretty tame this week. I think at this point, nothing too wild. Ty Chandler could be a could a good pickup because of uh, Madison being injured. Bill spent a bunch on Hollywood Brown, but that's kind of that's a scary proposition to put your trust in that type of guy. No one really picked up any current starters, so I think we can 
pretty much skip waivers. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I agree with everything you said there. It's just, you know, this team is so competitive. All the guys you'd want to pick up are typically on rosters. I will yeah. say, though, um, to a bit of a spoiler alert, the biggest uh, concern Will should have is Keenan Allen being his number one receiver yep. simply because Justin Herbert is hurt. And, you know, you've got a, you've got a healthy, I'm, you can't see me. I'm, I'm air quoting Kyler Murray right now. So to pick up a Marquise Brown who could with a pretty easy wide receiver schedule moving forward, like that to me, that's actually a, a smart investment more than anything. Um, the Ty Chandler thing, whatever, like that's not a, yeah, good luck. Maybe he'll have a game or whatever, but the Marquise I mean, Brown could actually be a meaningful addition as we see these playoffs, uh, you know, roll out. That's true. Ty Chandler just, are the Vikings ever going to be in the red zone ever again? You know, they've got no quarterback. They've got no running back. They've, you know, Justin Jefferson's out. Just that team's in serious trouble. Absolutely, man. So that surprising team this year, but, you know, they suck. <laughs> now they do. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we got. Two Gentiles who uh, have got buys, and then we've got four Jews battling it out uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Why don't we go matchup by matchup? Uh, let's start with Ace versus Wally. And, you know, clap of the hands for Wally. Got his pits wax, came back in the playoffs. Good for you, Wally. Uh, but why don't we break down that matchup? Sure. Um, do you want me to lead off? Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, you know, Wally and I, you know, we do a lot of deals. We talk a lot of fantasy. I'm proud of the guy. You know, I don't think he knew really what he was getting himself into when he joined this league. I don't know anyone, if anyone can, but you know, there, there's a next level here. Right. And if you're not, if you're not hitting that, uh, you know, there, there goes your pits. Uh, so for Wally, I know he came into that draft, Uber prepared, ready to go. And, you know, while his team was very hot to start the season and it cooled off, a lot of that is a product of just the Miami offense, right? So when you're looking at the Miami offense, what is the Miami offense going to do? Now, they play the Jets this week, who actually are a, a good defense. Robert Sala, good defense, right? So, you know, are they going to be able to get two long touchdowns to Tyree Kill early on and just kind of put that team away, or is it going to be something close? And if it's something close because that defense is good, Wally has a better chance of winning this matchup. And with the playoffs, it's a brutal schedule for Miami. He's got Dallas next week and then Baltimore the last week of the fantasy season, right? Oh, wow, yeah. So the one thing Wally really has going for him here, that Miami offense, uh, Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert, in my opinion, is not going to perform at that game-changing, game-winning level. Now, the fact that Ace is in this game is surprising to me. Um, Ace is my dark horse pick to win this whole thing. And the reason why is because he has a solid top-to-bottom roster. But more importantly, he has Christian McCaffrey. Now, I drafted Christian McCaffrey years ago, and it was one of the years where he got hurt. So when I look at Christian McCaffrey and investing in a guy like that, I see so much risk, but knock on wood, because we're all Niners fans here, that dude has put up perhaps the first non-quarterback MVP season in the NFL in years, right? And he 
and Ace has got him and he's got a solid roster all around him. So if I'm looking at a solid roster all around with the dude like Christian McCaffrey, who's playing the Cardinals this week, like Christian McCaffrey can score three or four touchdowns easily in the first half. And then they'll just ice him, you know, and um, I, you know, Jared Goff, you know, at home, Denver is a tough matchup. You just wanted to, you know, from a quarterback perspective, you know, Ace has got the, you know, Ace has got the edge. You know, from a wide receiver perspective, uh, you know, assuming Tyreek Hill doesn't have a 40-point game, Ace has got the edge. From a running back perspective, Ace has got the edge, right? Tight end, Ace has got the edge. Like, he's got a solid team, and um, anything can happen. An injury, early injury can happen. A crazy game like the Tennessee-Miami can happen. But if everything goes... As it is right now, it's hard for me to believe Ace isn't going to win this matchup or the next matchup and have a really good shot at the championship at the end of the season. I somewhat agree, somewhat disagree. I think Ace will win this matchup based off of quarterback play. Um, Jared Goff versus Denver, Lamar versus Jacksonville. Not terrible matchups for either of them. Um, And they've just got a much higher ceiling than Wally's guys. Although Sam Howell has had some pretty big games, but he's also had some, you know, awful games. Um, But where I see a struggling here is one Amari Cooper's now got Joe Flacco. I like that better than DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson. And he had 14 uh, targets last week, but still not ideal. You don't have your, Although, you know what? I'd take that back. I'd probably rather have Joe Flacco than uh, than the rapist. What's his name? Sean Watson. I don't want to talk Watson. about him either. What? I don't want to talk about that guy. So let's just move yeah. on. Uh, TJ Hawkinson lost his quarterback. So he's in a bit of a, a pickle as well. Um, getting the targets, but just obviously not high value targets. And then Singletary has been good, but it's still a scary proposition to keep rolling him out. I, let me let me just counter you. Amari Cooper, over under, ten targets last week. He had fourteen. Bingo. Yeah. No, I know. I like targets. Uh, David good. Montgomery. Like David Montgomery's been great. David Montgomery's been great, even with Jameer Gibbs taking off. David Montgomery still get his, and I mean at least for this week, he's they're playing Denver, which is one of the easier teams to run on. Yeah. And then Devin Singletary. Like, trust me, I almost packed, picked that guy up to give me a break with Damian Pierce. That dude is another single, you know, is just a solid dude. He's got a solid roster. And he's got the explosive Lamar Jackson versus the um, Jaguars. He's got the explosive Jalen Waddle if they cover, if the Jets cover up Tyreek. <clears throat> yeah. Tyreek, even, even Nick Mullins playing quarterback for Minnesota now. Where Nick Mullins come from? San Francisco where he was throwing a George Kittle all the time, right? Exactly. So, like... You know, Hawkinson can be the guy too, especially if Justin Jefferson is out. Anyways, that's yeah. my thought. <laughs> I, I've got Ace in this matchup. Wally, I you said that you give Ace the wide receivers. I think Metcalf, Olave, and Tyreek is pretty scary. Derrick Henry's certainly been underperforming, and Mostert is now sharing that backfield with A-Chain, which is scary. So I obviously, you have to, I mean, just McCaffrey tips the balance there. But... I think it's going to be close. I think quarterback play is the big thing here. And I can see Lamar's due for a big game. So I'm going to, oh, he had a huge game last week. Wow. 
Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Ace in this one. Yeah. And sorry, Wally, you do great, man. Way to get the playoffs. Just yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. And pro- we're going to, you're going to even better next year. Okay. So now we got me versus Cappy. Why don't you lead that one in? Yeah. Um, to me, this is the much better matchup this week. I think you guys have fairly even squad. So, um, by position group, Cappy has the edge this week. Todd's quarterbacks are great, really bad matchups. My opinion, Todd has the edge with wide the wide receiver group. Basically, Stefan Diggs, um, DJ Moore can go boom, where the only guy that can really go boom on um Cappy's side is Zay Flowers. And Cappy's been dealing with this all year as well. So he's been f- able to figure it out. From a running back side, I look at it as a complete wash. Ever since uh, Buffalo fired um, Ken Dorsey, James Cook has been heavily involved. Ezekiel Elliott, um, obviously with the Patriots, not going to roll over. So he's going to be used. He can get an easy touchdown there. Um, Where Austin Eckler, no, Justin Herbert, he's going to be run. Same with um, Kenneth Walker. Tight end, you give it to Todd. Uh, you know, at least if this is how it plays out, where you got DeAndre Swift and your flex and he's got Josh Jacobs, that can be a toss. I see a little injury designation on Josh Jacobs. I assume that's not going to be much. Both are playing really, really soft run defenses. So I actually expect both of those um, flex positions to score a fair amount. And then from a defensive standpoint, like Miami should be superior to Indianapolis. I'm just looking at matchups here. Like, Zach Wilson do it once Zach Wilson I don't think we'll ever do it again right so you know Miami versus the Jets you know sign Todd up for that Indianapolis is hit or miss um, Pittsburgh has a really good run game so Indianapolis from a fantasy perspective actually might have decent points um the the challenge will be Pittsburgh won't turn the ball over so Indianapolis will need to prevent that run game from getting in the end zone if they can do that then, you know, they got a shot. But to me, this is a fairly, this is a close matchup. Um, you know, I think both of these teams are evenly matched. I think I think it's surprising in some ways that Cappy is the fourth seed. Um, I think that if I, if I were to do the rankings just based off team roster, you know, Bill's number one, Ace is number two, uh, Cappy's number three, and Twiz is number four. So in my heart of hearts, even though the, point projections are favoring Tide. I'm going to go with Cappy in this one, primarily because those quarterbacks have, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has a very easy matchup. And we were just talking about the Jets game with Tua, but, you know, I just have a feeling that, you know, he's going to be able to get the ball to both Tyreek, you know, a little bit, both Jalen Waddle and then the running back. So it's going to, it's going to look like a completely solid game where, you know, if I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence versus Baltimore, that's a tough matchup. Same with Dak versus Buffalo is now hot, man. So those, both of those things I see just like not being that over-the-top performance that has gotten you to this point, Todd. So that's my analysis. What do you think, man? Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty much a toss-up. I think you're spot on with the quarterbacks and my matchups just across the board. You're seeing a lot of Dallas. You're seeing Cleveland. You're seeing Buffalo. You're seeing Baltimore. You're seeing New England. Like those are not fun defenses to play against, but I, my team's been performing well. I'm 
I'm struggling with some sit start decisions. I, I love what Rasheed Rice has been doing and getting all those targets, but Cortland Sutton is just a touchdown machine and Russ is taking a shot or two deep to him every game. Um, so it's hard to leave him on the bench. And every time I have done that, I've been disappointed. And then Swift, you know, history says I should bench him, but that Seattle matchup is juicy. And I have to think that the Eagles must realize like we've dropped some games and underperformed and we haven't run the ball. Maybe we should try running the ball again. So they're, they're, they're in Seattle, right? Yeah. That, that that's big here. And remember, so Philadelphia, you know, they got hit off their high horse. Same with, same with Seattle, right? Like they, you know, they were not too long ago competing with the Niners for the first seed in the West. Right. So, you know, this is going to be a two highly motivated teams. Um, but the reality is Philadelphia is a significantly better team, even with a really poor pass defense, you know? So, you know, you're at home, loud Seattle, Monday night football. That's why I say DeAndre Swift is probably going to get good touches, you know, meaningful work. And then you're going to have Unless they just give it to Kenneth Gainwell, which they love Kenneth Gainwell for some reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, we knew that though. I mean, Philadelphia always does a split backfield. The, the, The question is the quality of touches, right? And like DeAndre Swift is the best back. So I, you know, and it, versus a team like that in that situation, you, you would assume that the quality touches will go to the best back. So it's a matter of what he can do with those touches. Right. So again, that, that's why I, that's why I give you more credit there than you might even think. <laughs> Sweet. Well, okay. So then your picks are a semifinal between uh, Cappy versus Bill and then Ace versus Twiz. Uh, I'm gonna pick myself just because you gotta you gotta have mm-hmm. confidence in the boys, and I'm gonna pick Ace as well. Uh, anything else you want to add on? I'm just gonna say this, you know, Bill has a hell of a roster. Um, he really had an incredible year. Um, I don't. I feel like he's been very competitive, um, in the past few years. So it's like cool that he's gotten to this point. Um he should win this league this year. Yeah. You know, just like the Niners should win the Super Bowl this year, he should win this league. But I am I see a Bill versus Ace finals. I haven't examined all the matchups, but I just think Ace has a real real chance of taking this thing home. Just with a guy a solid team with Christian McCaffrey, you know, cuz you know he's going to get those that explosive week and have his floor be very high. So um, that's all I want to say, guys. But well, um, the only know. the only thing with McCaffrey is, what is the Niners' situation week seventeen? Because if we are guaranteed home field at that point, you know, number one seed doesn't really so, matter. Yeah, that's a really good point. Here's here's I would say um, what I look at: the Eagles have like one of the easiest schedules moving forward. You know, so like yeah. there, yeah, it, it's hard for me to believe that the Eagles are not going to win out despite their flaws. So that's going to continue to put pressure on the Niners to perform. Well, that would be good for Ace, but I think there is a non-zero chance that McCaffrey may not be playing week 17. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, that's, that's the fantasy gods. Well, 
it's 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 18 weeks now right there's 18 total weeks yeah so they it's would have to sit him two weeks but i mean i think they have that, a that's not i don't think that's a risk they, if you know if they lock up the first seed they get a buy why would they rest him for three full weeks that is true that is true because then he wouldn't be fresh so yeah i you know week 18 sure oh, yeah, yeah. 17 and it's why we do playoffs this way right you never want to have that last week of the season so yeah. um I, I i you know i think the bigger question is does he get a little nick early like this week what if he gets a little something early that in, in a more competitive game he could play through but kyle shanahan's like nah sit sit your butt down put some ice on it we're not we're not risking this right like to me that's the more likely potential yeah but that could happen for any player yeah. anybody right right cool sweet man well thanks for joining uh you know i i'm glad that you are taking like a uh duck to water being a dad sounds like you're having a great time go niners uh i'm sure you'll be watching the fantasy um the incognito league playoffs with bated breath so enjoy oh and oh sorry one more thing guys there is one thing i didn't bring up i think it's off-season business but it is important. I didn't want to take away from the playoff team. So when these move over, I, I look forward to uh, hopefully bringing something to the table here to, to figure out, but happy, happy, happy to y'all go. A little suspense there. Okay. Well, oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. A little teaser, baby. A little post credit scene for next time. <laughs> Sweet. All right, man. Well, good talking to you. And uh, I will talk to you later. Party. Yeah, man. Take care. Later.